Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Dre. Yeah, those are our picks, uh, by and large, for Thanksgiving Day. I hope you guys enjoyed your turkey because we had some turkey picks there. We we split our two picks that we were different on, and we uh, wound up not getting it right in the in the morning. And that big game that we thought was going to be a complete squash from the beginning, and nope, the uh, the Bills could not uh, handle the Lions as far as the point spread goes, but they pull off the victory. Uh, we are here with an express show live. Uh, this is in much less detail the podcast. You are listening to us live on a Saturday night, November the 26, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We have got a little bit of Turkey Day recap for the Triple Gobble, and then we'll get right into our picks. We got uh, it's not really a football party; it's more of a of a of a drive through. We're just kind of stopping in and looking around and saying hey to everybody a little bit, and then we're going to be cutting out of here in 60 minutes. So you know what you're going to get in this show: a little bit of recap. And then straight to the pigs. Jay, uh, you enjoy your Thanksgiving? I did. I did. It was too short like they all are, you know. Sure. Days over fast. Everything goes by quick, you know. You get up. You, get, you start putting up the Christmas tree. Have breakfast with the family. Get on to the, the relative's house. Get, get way too overstuffed. And then, uh, you know, try to recuperate for the rest of the day on the on the couch, watching some football and just enjoying the family time. So it was it was a good time. And uh, how, how was yours? It was great. It was. Uh, it wasn't as uh, expansive as, as uh, previous Thanksgivings. We didn't have nearly as many family members over to my wife's uncle's house as we normally did. Uh, but the few that we had, I was very happy uh, to see. Uh, happy to see my uh, wife's uncle's son and his wife, uh, although their daughter did not uh, make the trip. Um, and. Uh, one of her sisters, uh, the one that usually is uh, caretaking and, and looking over uh, her uncle, um, and it was it was fun. It was a lot more relaxed because there was a lot less people there, um, but the food was great as always, uh, on point. We we brought the bird and and that was on point, and then we sat back and basically uh, you know shot the bird or shot the shit for a few hours after we ate, and then we. Uh, got up and made our way home. So uh, it was relaxing and it was, uh, you know, first and foremost, what struck me is it was just great to get a, another Thanksgiving with uh, her uncle. Um, he was lucid. He was aware and, and happy and conversational. Um, it wasn't a hundred percent where he knew, you know, exactly at all times what was being talked about or uh you know, he had his, he had his moments in and out, but he was for the most part he was there and he was present, and you could tell he was uh, very happy to have the company and have the conversation. Um, so I, I was just thrilled to be there and be able to share that with him. 
that that's great. Yeah, especially after the last few years of of hardly being able to, you know, be with your families and you know basically being told not to. It's mm-hmm. nice to nice to see as many. This was the we had our largest uh, Thanksgiving gathering that we've had in in several years. So probably since 2019. So you think about that. That's that's pretty wild. And it was nice yeah. to to get back and and that we were all there. You know, we weren't we weren't missing anybody, uh, unfortunately, and you know, in that way. So it was nice to have everybody back together again. And yeah, and, and dinner was was great. It's, it's always course. too much. It's always too much. You always <laughs> that, get up one and day go back for that. that. You always get up and go for that that second plate, and you're like, you always regret it. Oh, oh why did I do that? Yeah, but, but that's so the good. day. That's the day to do it. It is, tur- you know, turkey and football and, and family and, oh, man, the kids were watching some of the parade in the morning. We had a little bit of everything. Um, it, it was nice. The weather, weather's been warmer here the last few days, so a lot of the snow uh, melted off, which was which was good, so it wasn't, you know, brutally cold or snowy or slippery because uh, we had that whole, you know, quarter of a block walk to, to, the, to the house <laughs> for, for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, it could be treacherous. Uh-huh. Um, it is not hyperbole to say that when your children have kids and when uh, they have kids, if, if we're still lucky enough to be around and we tell those kids about COVID and how that went and what all yeah. went down and what we all had to do to try to protect, it's going to sound like a, a Stephen King horror movie. It, it's going to be, their eyes are going to be wide like, yeah. what? Well, I mean, they, they you had to do what? It. I, they lived through it, but I don't think it was with the, the you know, understanding as much. I, I think we did a good job of keeping them, you know, shielded from that, tried to keep them upbeat, tried to keep them, you know, to try to take them as many places as we could that we were allowed to, uh, tried not to be the, you know, <laughs> like the parents that were just, you know, so, so like smothering them and locking them up in their rooms and, you know, sending them to school with, you know, five masks on their face and face shields and try to let them be kids. It's very difficult. It's very, very you know, difficult. You're, you're already seeing and hearing, you know, from from the from the kids and from the teachers. Like when we're meeting with the teachers and you know, hearing the stories from them about how how many kids are are behind. Um, oh yeah. Because of that, so I'm glad that my kids aren't. They're, they're at or above grade level on everything, but you know, you hear the stories. Yeah. No. Then we we knew when it was going down. Uh oh. Yeah. You know, got to. Yeah keep these kids out and try to get them uh, homeschooled and get these computers. So we knew that was, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, it was a terrible situation all around. It was kind of no good solutions to it. Uh, but we all knew that that was going to be part of it was, there was going to be a lot of missed uh, development and whatnot. And I, and I did my best, but you know, I, I'm not a teacher. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. Cause I'll tell you that my kids would, would get away with so much more and do so much more with, with me being their teacher. It's like the, you know, my daughter, would just cry every time she couldn't get the answers. I'm like, do you do this at school? <laughs> no. I was like, oh, yeah. you're doing it because you're playing the, sim- the dad sympathy. I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You still got to do the work. <laughs> so yeah, um, Thanksgiving I, uh, football, though, was, yeah, it was a mixed bag. 
Yeah, I wasn't able to catch too much of, of anything, so my opinions of it are definitely going to be well, sort of long distance uh, highlights. Yeah. You were watching and you were uh, texting about some enough. of the some of the refs. I watched shows. enough. The, the 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 Lions did their their the Lion thing. They 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 ankle bited and and <laughs> yeah. found a way to lose. Yep. And, and they they just Lions gonna lion and they lion the hell out of that game and uh, you know the Bills. It, we're just let you know the Lions had a good game plan. They were moving the ball on them. Obviously, it's their Super Bowl, right? Sure. And and they were able to keep that thing under the number and they get the tie late. Uh, except they left Josh Allen twenty three seconds or whatever it was three whole seconds. And he gets them into field goal range. They win. They just, just yeah. It's just you watch the Bills team and you go, it's this easy. How are you not covering these spreads if mm-hmm. it's this easy? You know, that's the frustration that we have with the Bills. But, you know, their circumstances have been strange. Their quarterback's been hurt. They've had this back and forth going to Detroit the last couple of weeks. Uh, basically, a short week because of the storm, a short week because of the Thanksgiving game. They still get two W's out of it, barely cover one, and barely win the second. Yeah, it, it, what made me feel extra stupid after the fact is not only is it the ankle biters uh, hanging around and covering a big spread, but then on the other side, it's the Buffalo Bills just not giving their best yep. effort. It's just not there when they're not motivated, and they clearly weren't motivated to give their, their best effort against Detroit. The Lions keep coming back, and Detroit tied it on the field goal, like you said, but uh, left Project 23 seconds, and not just him, Stephon Diggs, too. Yeah, uh, And just seeing that reminded me of, oh, yeah, that game where Justin Jefferson said, I am him. Stephon yep. Diggs was trying to be him, too. It, it wasn't just Jefferson. We kind of keep forgetting how fucking great Stephon Diggs is, and we need to give him uh, his flowers while we, we can as well. Cause he's, a, he's, a, he's a beast himself. That, that catch that he made, there were three – it was triple coverage. I mean, there were three guys all in close care. vicinity to him. And, yeah, instant, instant field goal range on that throw uh, from Allen to Diggs. Just absolutely – insane and that's why the bills are always a threat and and that's you know it's why i picked them to go and win to this go to the super bowl and win that's why we know that they can beat any team we know that they're the best team in football is just when when they feel like putting it together just right. whenever they want uh the, the the second two games be glad you didn't watch them uh they were <laughs> frustrating watches they it was a whole lot of ref ball i don't know if you've seen or heard uh, the first, it was the first half of the Giants-Dallas game, and then the second half of the New England-Minnesota uh, game. It was just complete ref ball. It was so bad in the first half of that Giants-Dallas game. Every other play, something was getting mm-hmm. flagged. And on the plays it weren't being flagged, somebody was getting hurt. So it was basically <laughs> penalty, injury, penalty, injury for the whole first half. Um, be also glad that you didn't watch the Cowboys completely dominate the second half of that game uh, and and then let Danny Dimes score, uh, uh, throw a touchdown with eight seconds left to get under the number. Uh, you might have thrown up yeah. some of your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> uh, the very quick uh, recap of that game that I could see was it looked like C.D. Lamb was trying to set a record for one-handed catches. I don't know what was C.D. up with Lamb that. Was, he took over that game as well. Uh, Cowboys had great balance in their offense. Dak looked uh, like he was in control of everything. Cowboys look, 
looked like they were clearly a better team. They just they did. forgot to stop the last drive. Well, Dak threw a couple of picks in the first half, and then with all the penalty, it was just a very odd first half. The Giants went into halftime up, hmm. and and then the Cowboys just you know three straight touchdown drives, I believe it was, to start the second half, and they get stopped in that two-minute drill at the end of the game. They get stopped on a, a third and short, have to punt, and then, of course, they're playing loose because they're up at that point, you know, 15. Yeah, a couple I touchdowns. Say. Yeah, so they're up enough that they don't really care. There's not a lot of time mm-hmm. left, and, of course, the Giants just kind of dink, doink, doink. And this is why these teams have had such a hard time covering. Here we go, two more teams, double-digit, and neither right. one covers. And you got the the backdoor cover to win that that particular. I did. Place. It was so. Ch- I texted you. you. I was like, man, that was cheap. I, I mean, <laughs> I I expected. I knew I had that lost, and then they got that touchdown left with eight seconds left. I was just like, man, even I feel bad about winning this one because <laughs> you earned you earned every bit of that. But then 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 ref ball started in the uh, Sunday uh-huh. night game, and we get another one of those what is a catch plays where. Uh, Hunter Man. Henry gets a touchdown wipe. That was a to- that was a. T- he got robbed. That he got completely robbed. That was a touchdown. Hand completely ball. under the ball. Yeah, I don't ever the goal line. A touchdown. I don't ever remember seeing the ball hit the ground, even if it, even if he didn't cross it, the goal line. It, it never touched the ground. How do you call that incomplete and it never touched the ground? I I don't know. I don't know what they I don't know what they saw because then they can say that there was a bobble. But so what if there was a bobble? But he held on. He still he never catched, touched the ground. Right. That would be like saying that that Julian Edelman catch in the Super Bowl, right? That he well, dragged he off the turf wouldn't have been a yeah. catch. We, yeah, come on. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter I how many times you bobble it. He didn't go out of bounds. I, and it doesn't matter if you're going to the complete. ground. It, 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 so what if it? came off of his hand and then popped in the air that he corralled it into his chest. Either it's a catch and a touchdown or it's a catch. So it's a and catch it's and down at the one. At the, at the one foot line. Mm-hmm. So no idea how I, that rule, yeah. how it's ruling. Uh, there was a, there was another uh, face mask missed. Yeah. Uh, yeah one of the Vikings defenders uh, tackled Mac Jones. So uh, yeah. So you got that one over me. There wasn't a lot of defense played in that game, but that, that was total ref ball. Uh, was it ref ball or was somebody trying to? <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah, saying. Somebody, I'm just somebody how... put a montage on, on on Twitter. Somebody put a montage together of all the bad calls mm. that went against the Patriots in that game. It was like seven of them. Yeah, so but somebody really needed okay. Kirk Cousins to be a, a primetime winner. Finally, I guess. I, I, I guess know. so. So, or, 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 or this is uh, this is payback for all the calls Brady got. <laughs> uh, and so the little bit of that game I saw, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson was him again. He's still him. He's still him. Uh, but Mac Jones was dropping dimes. Like uh-huh. I don't understand how he can yeah. have such terrible games. And then this one, he was just uh, maybe he needs to get traded to a dome team because he was making some really good plays, uh, like a lot of I'll, them. I'll tell you what it was, and I pointed it out in my pick why I had the Patriots. The Vikings defense is bad. They're def- yeah, the, the Vikings secondary is not very good. And Mac Jones took advantage of N- Nelson Aguilar had a day. Yeah, but everyone had a 382 out of Mac Jones? Really? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's got to give you some pause 
looking at the Vikings, who I believe still have a negative point differential, <laughs> even after that game. Wait a minute. I thought they were minus two coming into oh, that. Oh, I thought they were minus 11. I thought they were minus 11. Well, maybe they're plus five now. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Nine and two and plus five. <laughs> and plus five. Well, uh, a win's a win. I, I guess that's the only way you can, you can look at that. Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, thank, we said we weren't going to spend 20 minutes on it. Wang <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's, start, let's start making some picks here. Uh, should, I, should I even do the plugs or we just want to get right into the picks? Uh, let's, let's just get to it. All right. The hell with it. Nobody's listening anyways. <laughs> uh, in much less detail at gmail.com. That's where you can find us or, or email us. Yes, the Vikings right. are now plus five on the season. Mm-hmm. Go go Vikes, right? Skull. Uh, the rest of week 13, week 12, I'm getting ahead of myself, in the <laughs> NFL, 13 games. That's why I had 13 on the mind. 13 games left to pick uh, for week 12. Uh, let's start in Charlotte with the Broncos and the Panthers. Uh, three and seven Denver and yeah. three and eight Carolina. Uh, yeah. Um, so Melvin Gordon cut. We talked about that a little bit. So now it's the, the Latavius Murray show at running back for the Broncos. Um, Russ will not have wide receivers Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler uh, for the Panthers. They're quarterback C.D. Shuffler lands on Sam Darnold this week. Uh, Baker yeah. Mayfield got one whole week. Got one game. Yep. All right, sit down. Let's, let's see, what, see what Sam's got now. Uh, maybe they'll go back to Baker next week. I don't know. Uh, Broncos are a very slight favorite in this one, minus one and a half at Carolina. Going with the Panthers in this one, this is not a reflection on, on the OG Ghost Boy, uh, Ghost Boy 1.0. Uh, this is a reflection on the fact that, again, this is a reflection against the Broncos, but some you know, sneakily, the Broncos' defense has not been as good the last four weeks, I, I, four games they've played. I was looking at their metrics, and their run defense, uh, they've been getting gashed. And then in the one game they didn't, they sold out to stop Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill made them pay. Uh, other than that, the three other games that they played in that stretch, the Raiders, uh, the Jags and the Jets all ran up and down the field on the Broncos. This feels like a, a, another spot for, for Deontay Foreman. And if the Broncos sell out to to, to stop him, it could be the, the DJ Moore show. It, it, it maybe, maybe Ghost Boy, who knows he's probably playing for his career possibly here these last few games, if he's going to be the guy or if they're going to go back to P.J. Walker. Who knows? But every single – all three of these guys – Playing for the Panthers, playing quarterback, are basically all playing for their careers right now. So uh, the Broncos suck, and uh, they're going to get their coach fired. So I'm going to take the Panthers <laughs> here as the home dog. Just keep speaking into into existence, and it'll happen. Um, any of those quarterbacks playing for their job can possibly outplay Russ Wilson tomorrow. And <laughs> my God, is that depressing <laughs> as hell? It's bad. It's so bad. Um, but I guess I'll say I certainly like all those other running backs that have been gashing the Broncos. Um, I respect their talent level a lot more than I do Dante Foreman and, and, and Hubba Bubba if he plays. I, I just don't think the Panthers have the, the firepower. I, I don't trust them. Um, I, it's very, very difficult to trust the Broncos 
but it's also extremely difficult to trust a team that is clearly trying to tank. At least the organization is. The players might not be, but the organization clearly is. Um, at least uh, here's the the opposite. At least the Denver passing is trending up. They they're actually passing oh. uh, from for more yardage. Uh, they're they're up to 15th in the league in in passing in yards per game. Maybe Russ trying to put it together a little bit. Maybe uh, I, I certainly don't feel good about it, but I'm going to take the Broncos and give the one and a half, which means they'll probably win by one. Yes. No, <laughs> they'll, they'll lose by one. This is the Broncos. <laughs> they'll call a passing uh, play when they're trying to kill the clock, and Russell oh, Wilson God. will throw the ball out of bounds. It's giving the Panthers enough time, giving Sam Darnold enough time to get it done. Yeah, uh, you, you might be right about that. Broncos country, that's right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Cleveland Browns. This is uh, uh, Jake Brisket's last uh, go around before uh, the the Groper takes over uh, the reins uh, next week. Uh, so we'll see what kind of uh, show he puts on. That, that might be where he just decides to go out and you know what? What are they going to do? Bench me? Fuck this! I'm just going bombs away the whole game. Uh, so I, I don't know how that's going to go, but it, 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 it might be interesting. Uh, Tampa Bay five and five uh, coming back from Germany coming off their bye and Cleveland Browns at three and seven uh, Buccaneers uh, Leonard Fournette has a hip he still uh, is is no good uh, even after the bye so Rashad White leads the way uh, in the Buccaneers backfield with uh, Gio Bernard as the backup uh, for the Browns they will once again not have their cornerback Greg Newsom he's dumplings uh, their rookie defensive tackle. Uh, Perrion Winfrey, uh, he looks to return from flipping his scooter over and hitting a pole. And I only bring that up and laugh because what the hell is going on with uh, Cleveland Browns defenders and, and motor vehicles yeah. this season? Like, Flip it uh, up. These, these are mid-season uh, injuries. Usually you guys get drunk and crash things in the offseason. I don't think you want to keep doing this in the middle of the season. That's not a good sign. They're probably not uh, – dealing with the season very well in Cleveland if they're already uh, turning cars and, and scooters over and flipping <laughs> in the middle of the season. In uh, this one, uh, Tommy and the Bucks uh, favorites minus three at the Browns. Yeah, I, I went. I, this is one of those picks I hate because I went back and forth on the pick. I actually had one team, then the other, then the other. It's just, So it's going to push. Ooh, flip a coin. I, I'm calling it right now. We're pushing on this one, right? Because we're right on the three. <laughs> um, I'm taking the Bucks and giving the three here. Uh, I, at first, I was looking at the idea that Cleveland's run defense has been trending down, and that would actually play into Tampa's hands and Rashad White, because they've actually been highlighting Rashad White more and mixing him into the mix, and he's a good pass catcher. Their uh, receiving core seems to be getting healthy. Julio's been out there, Godwin, Evans. So it seems like that Tampa's offense is rounding into shape. Then I looked at Tampa's defense. I'm like, oh, they've been pretty awful trending down against the run as well. It just is back and forth. So then I'm like, well, maybe it's the Nick Chubb show. But then I looked at, you know, and then look at the Cleveland's defense again going, no, Cleveland's defense has been pretty bad just in general lately. And if Tampa's offense is rounding into shape, we see that Cleveland can't hang against the team the whole game if it's going to become a back-and-forth affair. And Tampa's offense does at least seem to be getting pieces back and getting healthy. So I'm going to take Tampa and give the three. You really did talk your way all the way around the I block did. on that. I'm not joking. I was up, I, I, I had it down, then I erased it, then I had it down, then I erased it, then I had it down. <laughs> It's going to push. 
I went through all of that, and this game's <laughs> going to push. 20-17, to 17, book it. Be very hard for us to find any run defenses in the in the NFL that are like trending up. There's very no, few. It's a handful, it's and most of them are just getting gashed. Like I, I've never seen this much uh, black on my sheet. When when a team is uh, giving up four and a half yards per carry or more, I have them in in bold and black on my sheet. And there's more teams in bold right now than there are not. Yeah. Because that's how many teams are getting ran ran over this year, trying to uh, give up everything to stop the pass and, and giving up all these big runs. We've uh, gone in, in depth about all of that. Um, as far as this game, uh, I I don't know either. Uh, is Tommy refreshed off the bye? Is, is Tampa going to look better than they have been? Uh, they the receivers trying to get a little healthier. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Tampa and give the three as well. I don't feel uh, awesome about that one either. It's a rain game. Uh, it might be muddy and sloppy out there. I don't know how that's going to affect things, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Tampa with you and I don't feel great either. All right. On to the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. Nobody can feel great about the Houston Texans because they are just awful. One, eight and one Miami at seven and three. Uh, Another quarterback carousel change. Rotate is like our our old uh, our old yeah. gym teacher. Uh, volleyball, our old volleyball. Yeah. Rotate. Time to move move the ship. Get everybody going one to one direction and move the next person in. And it, it, the whole league felt like they just said rotate. And here come all these quarterbacks uh, moving in now. So General Mills uh, has been outranked and he has been demoted to private. And Kyle Allen moves up. Uh, Random Allen to be QB one for the Houston Texans. Um, they'll also not have their cornerback, Derek Stingley, once again with a hamstring injury for Miami. Raheem Mostert is down with a knee injury. Jeff Wilson, the running back there. Uh, for this one, Texans, no surprise, two touchdown underdogs at the Dolphins. Uh, Miami's my lock of the week. I, I don't have anything <laughs> else to say about this game. I, I would expect Tua and, and Waddle and Hill and, 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 and uh, Jeff Wilson, who's, this has got to be – the splash spot of splash spots for all of those guys in fantasy this week against random Allen and, and Damian Pierce, who's the one guy who could potentially do some damage. But if the only guy on the other side that can do damage to you is a running back, that's a, this is a recipe for disaster at home. Miami's resting their starters in the fourth quarter. I, that would seem to be the way that would, that would uh, absolutely seem to be what's going to happen. Houston's just the worst. They're just the worst. They are awful. I'm I'm not doing the double lock with you, um, but I'm if I am giving the two touchdowns. I I it's a, another huge spread. I don't feel great about that uh, with all the big spreads that have not been getting covered. But it's really yeah. hard to imagine the Texans uh, putting up any kind of fight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the, the 14 along with you. I didn't overthink right. that one. <laughs> no, uh, others I I might have overthought as we go along. Uh, Baltimore will visit Jacksonville, the seven and three Ravens, uh, and the three and seven Jaguars. Uh, for the Ravens, Gus Edwards should be the starter at running back. He keeps getting banged up and coming back, but he should be uh, ready to go. But they got uh, beat up targets uh, all over the place as far as Lamar's uh, receiving core. We already know about uh, Mark Andrews uh, coming in and out of the lineup. His backup Isaiah Likely is actually down this week. He's not going to play. Um, and their receivers keep uh, getting beat up as well. Jacksonville coming off the bye. Weird things happen in Jacksonville. Three and seven, but two and two at home. 
So we'll see how this one shakes out. Ravens are the favorite. They are minus three and a half at the Jaguars. As the spread scares me, these teams scare me. Uh, Baltimore pulling a, a that's so Ravens and go, just going in there laying a complete egg scares me, especially after their most recent performance in that game where they, I mean, they, they put them away, but it took them until the last four minutes of the game to put away the Panthers. They still couldn't cover the number. But this, this is the kind of game, again, where the Jags are going to play a superior opponent they're going to look really good in stretches and they're still going to find a way to lose. So I, I kind of like Baltimore in this one by, I would say around a touchdown. I, I've got that kind of feeling in this game. I think there'll be points scored. I don't think Baltimore's invincible, although their defense is one of the few, I think that's trending up um, getting Roquan Smith in there is increased everything on the front end. And it's suddenly making their back end look a whole lot better. It's amazing how that works. Hmm. Interesting can make a lot of things look better when you actually get uh, your, your front seven going and uh, the, the back seven, the back four uh, after that, they can, they can definitely take it a little easier. Uh, this one scares me uh, as well. Jaguars are a different animal at home. It's just a different, you know, we all remember the uh, Buffalo getting six points at, at Jacksonville last year. We remember the Colts getting absolutely molly whopped. Uh, in the last game when the Colts, the Jaguars are playing enough for nothing and the Colts are trying to get in the playoffs and they just got absolutely demolished. Uh, yeah, Jags are, are, are tough um, at, at home for some reason. Baltimore offense keeps sliding back. The defense is definitely uh, trending up, but the offense keeps going the wrong way. Uh, Lamar Jackson keeps looking a little worse and a little worse every week after he started out so hot. Uh, but it's still scary. The defense could take it from – uh, Lawrence by them by themselves alone. They could take it from Trevor Lawrence by you know getting three sacks and a pick, um, and Lamar could have another shitty game and the and the Ravens still wind up on top. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your your playoff team. I'm taking your Jags. Uh, I, I don't like <laughs> why not. I don't like the trend. I don't like the the offense uh, trending uh, for the for the Ravens the way they're trending right now. All right, I can't to, blame uh, you for that pick. I, I can't blame you at all for that pick. The Ravens have not shown much. To, there's, yeah. Uh, speaking of bad trends, Uh-oh. Bears Jets. Yeah. So we we got a lot of questions in this one. Justin Fields uh, has this shoulder that, uh, depending on what where you're getting your report, is either uh, something uh, that he banged up uh, in the game last week and he can play through it, or he might have to be out for the rest of the year. I, I saw uh, all those ranges. I saw everything in between this week. Uh, it, it, they're still playing it. Coy right now he is listed as questionable and the beat writers are kind of taking a guess what's going to happen just based on everything around them they're they had to promote a quarterback uh today up to the main roster which is usually an indicator that the starter is going to take a seat if he does that means the bear starter tomorrow would be trevor simeon mm-hmm. and his backup would be nathan peterman My God. So then on the other side, the Jets. They didn't uh, just call up a quarterback. They called, they called up, up Nathan that guy. Peterman. Yeah. That guy. One of the worst ever. So then the Jets are going to counter uh, with, uh, they, they sacked Zach. Zach Wilson's been sacked by his own coach. Uh, and and uh, Robert Salas promoted Mike White as his QB1 now. And that, that might be scary as well. We, we have to wait and see. 
Um, but at least they'll get Corey Davis back uh, from his knee injury uh, in the receiving core. So with that, the three and eight Chicago Bears, uh, with everyone presuming that it's going to be Trevor Simeon, are six and a half point dogs at the six and four New York Jets. Yeah, your, your line is actually a little bit more generous. I'd seen this all the way out to seven. And this is a line mm-hmm. that started at three, three and a hook. And then as the week progressed, and it looked like Justin Fields wasn't going to play more and more, uh, the line just kept moving and moving. So I actually picked the game at seven. Uh, so six and a half, okay, because I'm taking the Jets. Um, so I'll take that at six and a half. Uh, why not? Because if they win by seven, that's no longer a push. I'm I'm expecting after the Bears call up Peterman to be the reserve or the second or the second string. I would assume that it just you wouldn't call him up if Fields was good to go. Nope. So and I, you got to love the, the the just brutal honesty this week of Robert Sala when they asked him about playing an injured Fields. He basically came right out and said, "Yeah, we're going to hit him." <laughs> I mean, and that's exactly what you should say too. You don't need to pull your punches. You're not going to go go easy on the guy. But you know, you know, don't be dirty. But he he made it known, like, yeah, we we don't care. I mean, we know he's hurt. Well, they put him out there. We're gonna hit him. So it, the Bears' season is over. I mean, they're not going anywhere. There's no reason to put your quarterback at, who's shown the flashes and you know he, he's your guy going forward. There's no reason to risk further injury when he's got this separated down throwing shoulder. Um, I'm not even that worried about the Mike White move uh, it can't be any worse than Zach Wilson Mike White actually <laughs> right. has shown a little bit I mean he's actually had a couple of good games uh, for the Jets in past seasons so I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll give the points this is more of a uh, pro Jets defense pick I think the, the Jets defense is just going to lock the Bears down and keep this manageable and the Jets will barely cover that number Oh, that quote about uh, we'll hit him. That's the beauty of having a defensive coach because all these genius yep. offensive guys, uh, none of them are going to come right out and say anything like that. They're all no, no, no. And, oh, we we respect his talent. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, no. He's like, yeah, no. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna no. bust him in the mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what I would expect uh, out of Robert Sala. Um, New York uh, should really get a boost out of Mike White, not because it's Mike White, but because he's not Zach Wilson. Uh, yes. that, <laughs> That's that what move Jersey to, should say tomorrow. Not Zach not Wilson. Zach Wilson. That move had to be made. Like the, the locker room yeah. was about to to mutiny. Like they were getting ready to say, "Look, we can't go with this guy. He's no good. He's uh, he's killing us out there. He's throwing. He's making terrible throws. And then he doesn't take accountability after the fact. Right. And that's just no. you, we, we can't do that. No. Uh, so, so that move had to be be done. The Chicago offense would either. Uh, quarterback, either, whether it's Fields, whether it's Simeon, whether it's Peterman, uh, it's that's stomach turning. No, no matter what, if it's a hurt Fields or if it's a healthy Simeon or or a healthy Peterman, it's just uh, nauseating to think about. So I will uh, reluctantly give the six and a half as well and take the Jets. It sounded like you were uh, up to a lock there. Uh, nah, it's it's really tempting because that's how little <laughs> respect I have for. Simeon or uh, Peterman is really tempting, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to do it I was locking there. that up at three and a half, by the way. I, at three and a half, nah. I was locking that up. But at <laughs> six and a half, seven, nah. Wait, but so, but it was, but three and a half, I assume, is the opening line. That's with the with Fields not healthy, assume, but yeah. still, still, but so you were going to uh, short Fields that hard because of the injury. That hmm. takes away his running ability, and plus it puts him <laughs> one hit away from being out of the game. 
Well, that I see. I don't. I don't see the the running ability being affected. I see th- what little throwing he did uh, might be affected by it because he can't follow through. Um, and you're absolutely right. He that that did put him uh, a good shot from from Sauce Gardner or somebody away from having to yeah. go back off the field. At the end of the Atlanta game, when every time he took off to run or or, or somebody got their hands on him, he was he was wincing hard and he was grabbing. Uh, so yeah, he gutted he gutted it out. But he he was clearly playing hurt, and now it comes out that yeah, that's separated separated shoulder, mm. um, not good. Yeah, uh, I mean he'll be shot up like hell if he does play tomorrow. So I don't know if he'll be wincing so much. Maybe but... he won't be feeling any pain. Yeah, that Jets defense will make yeah they'll they'll, they'll make him pay. Uh, Falcons and potato skins. Atlanta at five and six, and the Commanders are six and five. Uh, Atlanta the. the Classic dome team, uh, no matter what personnel is out there. Atlanta five and six, but one and four on the road. So that's yeah. just kind of what you expect from them. Uh, their big run stopper, uh, Taquan Graham, on injured reserve with a knee injury. So that uh, stinks for their already struggling defense. Um, and, of course, Kyle Pitts is, is also injured uh, with his MCL uh, sprain. They weren't using him that much anyway, but he is uh, on injured reserve as well. Uh, for Washington, they will miss their cornerback, Ben St. Juiced. Um, Chase Young still not ready to play. He keeps getting ready, keeps getting close to being out there. Just but he's, keeps threatening that he's going to yeah, play. Yep, but but not quite ready yet. Uh, for this one, the Falcons uh, on the road out of the Dome, plus three and a half at the Commanders. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually I'm taking the, the, the hook and the points here with Atlanta. I actually think they lose this game close, so I'm kind of getting cute here. Um, this, boy, this feels this this game feels like the Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other, and they're both Spider-Man because you got two teams that both like to run the ball. They both like to kind of hide their quarterback. Um, maybe give the slight edge to Heineke because he at least realizes he's got Terry McLaurin, where Marcus Mariota hasn't quite figured out that he's got wide receivers. Uh, he's got the number one, their number one pick in, in Drake London, who was good early, but then he was out, not out there for a few games hurt. And, He's just kind of evaporated. Just going to be run, run, bang. Both these teams are just going to abuse each other on the ground. We'll see if anybody can make any gains in the passing game. Atlanta's defense has been—it's been—they've—it's been it It hasn't been a complete dumpster fire like it's been in the past. Their defense actually doesn't grade out as bad as some of the performances that they've put out on the field. I think they can stay under the number here. I think Washington's also a little bit of fool's gold after their most uh, their two most recent performances as well. Uh, feels like a Washington squish to me. Uh, I, I'm not impressed by the by the Falcons trying to hide their quarterback and just run, run, run all the time. There's no team that uh, runs more than the Falcons. They're way uh, over 50% of, of their play calls is running. Um, I think the Bears are second. Uh yeah, everyone knows what's coming with them. They're, they're trying to run, run, and run some more. And the, the potato skins are not one of the terrible run, you know, run sieves out there. They're actually pretty stout against the run, you know, relatively speaking. They're, they're sixth in the league in run defense. Um, Atlanta out of the dome, uh, another possible rain game up there in Landover, Maryland. Um, and Washington, Washington's kind of getting next to the Titans as far as uh, winning ugly teams. They just kind of dirty it up and, and muck it up yeah. and find ugly ways to win games. So I think they're going to win another ugly one. And uh, I don't think the Falcons are equipped to to win ugly like that. 
the Bengals and the Titans, speaking of Tennessee, will have a yeah. rematch of that playoff game from last year uh, down in Nashville. Uh, I think it was the only game with uh, between teams with winning records uh, tomorrow. Uh, six and four Cincinnati, seven and three Tennessee. Uh, Joe Mixon is dumplings, and he will not play for Cincinnati. Jamar Chase was rumored to be ramping up and trying to make his return tomorrow, but that uh, reportedly is not going to happen with his hip injury. So the Bengals will be coming in pretty shorthanded. But the Titans, the poor Titans, they just keep finding ways to get uh, you know guys getting pressure, and, and they, what they've always struggled trying to find guys to get pressure, and they keep getting them hurt. Uh, so their leading sacker this year is Danico Autry. He's got a bad knee. He's out tomorrow. So his seven sacks leads the team, but, but he will not be there for this game. That's potentially really big because, as we know, the, the way to get to Cincinnati is to, uh, to rush the pass and get after Joe Burrow. Uh, in this one, uh, the lack of respect showing shown to the 7-3 and three Titans, the homestanding Titans, the 6-4 yeah. and four Bengals are the favorites, uh, minus two at Tennessee. Yeah, well, let's see. Tennessee's last memory of playing against the Bengals has to be that they sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost the game. And Ryan Tannehill threw three picks in that game, and they end up losing as the number one seed with the Bengals coming in and and Joe Burrow getting absolutely destroyed. I'm I'm taking the Titans here. Titans like to play bully ball. You know, fine, Danico Autry's hurt, but this pass rush and this mentality – of, of just pushing people around and not caring. Really, it's a mindset with these guys. I, I, I think they're going to come after Burrow. I think there'll be effect. Joe Mixon not there means you're moving down to uh, Samaje P. Ryan. Yeah, okay. I don't know if, how much of that offense is going to run through him, maybe in the passing game more than in the running game, that they might be able to get some, some screens and some swings going his way. But I, I think Tennessee's defense is going to be stout on this one tomorrow. I think they're going to lay the lumber on the Bengals here, and I'm going to take Tennessee and, well, take the points. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, Bengals went in there and got that uh, as the num- taking out the number one seed. Got the w- I believe I had that one. All the way, straight up. Told you. Bengals going to come in and take care of the Titans. Ryan Tannehill going to lose you the big game when it matters because he does it all the time. However, and this one tomorrow, you, you kind of said it. Derrick Henry uh, revving up. The bullies are, are doing what they do. Uh, that, that's a big key to me. Uh, you know, being uh, you know here in Tennessee and, and watching so much Titans football. Uh, as, as much as I love Derrick Henry and he's a Hall of Fame running back, he does wear down as the season goes on, as the playoffs approach. It's not the same Derrick Henry, and that was a big part of, of picking against them as well, knowing that they had the bye week. Henry was going to you know sort of rev down and, and uh, come in a little cold. Um, but he's revving up right now. He's, he's, he's nice and hot. He was on his late season wear down last year when, and since he came wasn't through that for that Henry, divisional round. Wasn't that him coming off the injury last year? Had the broken foot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Then the Tanny show also happened. Yeah. It, it, oh. It's different right now. It's, it's the regular season. Henry is dominating right now. It means Tennessee doesn't have to drop Tanny back. Uh, to get him uh, in trouble to, to throw a bunch of interceptions. If I'm uh, the Titans and, and they're, they're drunk OC, um, I'm not I'm not letting Tanny throw more than like 15 to 18 times. There's no chance I'm having him. Just keep running Derrick Henry. Even if they stop him the first 10, 15 times, just keep giving it to him because eventually they're going to wear down and he's going to bully him and, and he's going to do what he does uh, because he's in that mode right now. 
when the playoffs come, will he still be there? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hit or miss. But right now, he is doing that bully thing, and, and I will concur with you uh, and take the Titans. And they love being uh, underdogs at home. Oh yeah, you know, in the regular season as well, they get off on that. They'll probably beat uh, Cincinnati by three touchdowns tomorrow just because they love that stuff. <laughs> we didn't lock that up either. No, I, you know, well, you got, you must have a juicy one you're sitting on here. We'll see. It, it, it's, I don't think it's juicy. You're probably going to say, are you out of your mind? But it just kind of jumped oh, out okay. at me like, uh, I got to, I got to lock that down. That doesn't sound but right. You got some locks to play with. It's okay. I get it. That's, this is true. And I'm not going to put money on it. So it's, it's not it. quite that important. <laughs> uh, late afternoon action. We will go to the desert. Clippers and Cardinals uh, in uh, cross-conference uh, Western Division action. Uh, L.A. is 5-5, five and five, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers are, um, and the Cardinals are 4-7. and seven. Of course, their uh, quarterback carousel issue, Tyler Murray and his hamstring, but all indicators are that he's looking to return right. uh, tomorrow from his hamstring injury. Um, he will have Hollywood Brown activated as a receiver. Don't know how much he's going to play. Uh, he will not have Rondale Moore, who's got a groin injury. And, of course, the Chargers will not have Mike Williams, who came back from his ankle injury and, and immediately jammed his ankles back up in the game last Sunday night, and now he's going to be out for this one tomorrow. In uh, this one, Chargers are the favorite, minus three at the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Keenan Allen came back. Boy, he slid right in. Uh, looked like he never missed a beat, kind of like when uh, New came back you know, on the other side. So yep. that, that's going to be a nice little battle back and forth. Uh, boy, call me crazy, and I have no stats or anything, so this should worry the hell out of you. But this feels like the kind of game the Chargers lose to me. It just it, it screams Chargers off the page, but they've got that idiot coach, and they, <laughs> they find ways, they invent ways to lose. Up until this season, no team had invented ways to lose and break your heart like the Clipper Chargers had. And Arizona, they, they, they get Murray back. They're playing against a team. It's like, oh, not quite sure what you've got with the Chargers. Their defense, the bottom half of the league, by the way, on every defensive grade for the Chargers this year. So that's not the unit it yeah. used to be either. They cannot get that run defense right for somebody. They Even in the year of terrible run defense, they're still yeah. the kings of terrible, terrible run defenses. <laughs> Uh, inventing heartbreaking ways to lose is a Clippers tradition. Do not blame that all on Brandon Staley. Anthony Lynn was finding ways to yeah. lose years ago, and yeah, it was that amazing. One season. That one Every season. time they Every lost, time it was like, how did they, they lose that game? They'd lose in a completely wild and different way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then a new way every week. Um, yeah, and this one, I, yeah, I, I – Agree in general that the Chargers, they, this is why they don't ever get to that next level is because they have games like this that they should dominate and find a way to lose anyway. Um, you, you talked about your, uh, your I want to believe poster for the Ravens. You want to believe. I I, I want to believe in the in the Clipper Chargers. Um, I, I definitely don't believe in Kyler Murray right now. Um, so I guess that's going to override uh, any uh, lack of belief in the Chargers. I, Kyler, let's say he comes back and is trying to run around uh, with that hamstring. Um, that's fine. But then eventually he's got to stop and try to start passing again. And he just looks so disjointed. Anytime, it's, it, it, anytime they have to pass, they, I've, I've said it, they look uh, like they're not being coached. 
they look like they're not on the same page. And they, and Kyler, unfortunately, does look like somebody who sits there and plays video games when he's supposed to be studying and getting ready for these games. So uh, I'm going to take the Clipper Chargers. Uh, Kyler hasn't been right the whole season. And at least at least the Chargers are, are trending up. At least Justin uh, Herbert is trending up and, and looking like he's getting back to the, what he's supposed to be at, at the quarterback position. So uh, I'll trust him more than Kyler. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, and the Seattle Seahawks, speaking of I want to believe, I want to believe and, and trust that Boy Wonder has figured out how to, to keep that offense balanced, but uh, it's so hard to believe in them. 3-7 uh, and seven Raiders, 6-4 and four Seahawks uh, coming back from their bye uh, in, in, in their uh, German excursion. Uh, for, for the Raiders, uh, keeping that offense balanced with the running and the, uh, and the passing, Josh Jacobs has some ankle issue. He's on the uh, injured list. He didn't have it last week, so it must have happened in practice this week. So just there's all these squirrely injuries with the Raiders that you don't know when it, when they occur. Devontae and Jacobs, they, they just keep going back and forth with weird injuries, so just keep that in mind for tomorrow. Uh, in this one, the Raiders are the dogs, uh, plus three and a half at the Seahawks. Well, you know, we started off the season with Geno Smith talking about that number one graded passing offense. And I got to tell you, they have really fallen off a cliff. They're fifth now. Ooh. No, yeah. I'm taking the Seahawks <laughs> and giving the points here. I, you know, I, I don't even want to believe. I, I believe that the Seahawks are a good team. Uh, they're probably the second best team in that division now that, that San Francisco is, is rounding into shape. But Seattle looks like every bit of a, of a playoff team to me. The Raiders, like, when we talk about inventing ways to lose, I mean, they they really tried to lose against Denver. They just got, you know, Denver. They, you know, Denver out Denver, Denver tried themselves. to lose harder. Yes. <laughs> you don't so, have the effort that the Broncos have if you're trying to lose. you got to give Seahawks, all out effort yeah, to lose. Like the they're Broncos having did. themselves a, a nice bounce-back season here. They, they, they showed up a little limp in the first half against uh, the Bucks over there in Germany and looked much better in the second half. The Raiders don't scare me. I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm giving the points. Yeah, there there will be a point where the Seahawks reveal themselves. I still uh, believe in uh, you know the talent turning out to be what you know they are what they thought they were. Basically, I, I do not think Geno Smith is going to keep playing the way he's been playing all season long. And I, you know, I'm not trying to take it away from him, but I guess I'm basically trying to take it away from him. Um, the Raiders are not going to be the team to exploit him and 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 have him turn back into the pumpkin. Um, I, I don't I don't think the uh, Raiders are going to have their offense balanced. I think there's something with Josh Jacobs that they're probably not uh, being completely upfront about. Um, Seattle's volatile defense can be exploited. Uh, they're one of those run uh, defenses that's a sieve now. Um, and that is what's so confusing about them is that the pass defense was uh, giving it up early in the year, and then they stabilized. But now the run defense is getting uh, gashed. So. They're kind of switching around what's going on back there. But like I said, the Raiders aren't the team to, to, to exploit them and take advantage of that. So I will concur and give the three and a half. Uh, the Rams and the Chiefs, oh boy, those L.A. Rams, uh, three and seven now. Matthew yeah. Stafford's dumplings. Uh, Bryce Perkins is, is QB1 uh, for the L.A. Rams tomorrow. He will have uh, Allen Robinson and Tyler Higby uh, limping around out there with bad legs, but, but they will be uh, both active. 
uh, for Kansas City. Clyde Edwards-Alaire went from starter to demoted to now he sprained his ankle, so he's on injured reserve. So that's definitely all Isaiah Pacheco's job now. Uh, Juju uh, looks to return from getting lit up and getting dumplings, uh, but Kadarius Tony has a hamstring injury. He will not play. Uh, this is the biggest spread of the week, and I'm pretty sure it's the biggest spread of the season. Uh, Bryce yep. Perkins and the Rams are plus 16 and a half at Pat Mahomes. Oof, that's, that's even moved since I picked it. It was at 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not enough. <laughs> uh, Bryce Perkins, the only thing he's going to be running for is his life. Because he's, he's got some wheels. He, he can move around a little bit. The Rams have the worst running game in the league. Uh, they they cut Daryl Henderson. They basically had cut Cam Akers and, and told him... We and now he's their starter. And then, uh, right, and then brought him back, and he's he's trash. He averages like two yards per carry. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this feels a lot like the, the Dolphins game to me, where we, we, we might see, you know, backups in, in the fourth quarter of this game. I, I think that the Rams are going to have a hard time moving the ball. I think they're going to have a hard time scoring. This feels like, you know what this is? This is the game where the Rams get the opening kickoff and score a field goal and then don't score again. <laughs> like they get their first, you know, little drive off the script and they have to kick a 48 yard field goal, a long distance field goal. And then they're all pumped and jacked. And we're looking, you know, I'm looking at my pick going, Oh no, it's three. Oh, no. And then the Raiders end up ripping off like 38 straight. Uh, I mean, the, the, the chiefs rip off 38 straight. So I'm, I'm going to take the chiefs and give the points. The Rams are just trash. We're from Chicago. Uh, when that happens, we call that Super Bowl shuffling. Yeah. This is Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl. that they The only Super Bowl they won, they the New York Patriots goal. led them 3 to nothing in that game. Yes. In that game that wound up 46-10 to yes. <laughs> in favor this of Chicago. This might be like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got I got good fuzzy feelings when you brought up that scenario because I remember that very well. I also remember how upset I was when New England took that 3 nothing lead. I was like, these fucking Bears, they're going to lose this Super Bowl. These motherfuckers. Everything turned out okay three hours later. <sighs> anyway, um, so this is my lock of the week. Be careful. The Rams defense is trending up. Everything, all the turmoil that's going on, the D is still coming to play. All their metrics are actually turning up. Run D, pass D. The Chiefs are one of those run-sieve defenses. They're fifth in the league in run defense, but they're giving up 4.4 yards per carry. So it's not a matter of they're good at run D. It's a matter of they get up on everybody and then nobody can run anymore because they're down, and it's all about we got to pass and get back in the game that way. Be careful with this game. I'm telling you, uh, there's no reason to have any confidence in in this, this Perkins kid, but Aaron Donald could wreck it by himself. He could make it a, a close game just all by himself, getting into Pat Mahomes' grill all game and giving this Perkins kid. So that's what it feels like to me, one of those games where the Chiefs keep trying, can't put it away, can't put it away, uh, you know, keep holding on to this, you know, one touchdown lead and keep winding, winding up having a punt because Aaron Donald got another sack to, uh, to, to end another drive. Um, and then who knows, this kid might get free and, and have a, a lucky run and, and – uh, put them in position. You never know. Is it, is one of those? They they could win the game. It, you just never know. So be careful on this game. I could see 
the Rams hanging in there. This, this might be their last gas, their sort of Super Bowl, because everything is out the window now that Matt Stafford is done. So this might be their one effort at Kansas City to show everybody, hey, we're still fighting, we're still trying, so I'm going to take the Rams in, in all those points. That's a lot of points, too. It is 38-3. to <laughs> The New Orleans Saints and the San Francisco 49ers do battle. New Orleans at 4-7, and seven, San Fran at 6-4, and four, out in Santa Clara. Uh Saints trying to get some defenders back. Cam Jordan may return from his eye injury. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore has been out with an abdominal injury. Uh, he's looking to return. Uh, for San Fran, uh, Debo's got a hammy, so uh, sort of be careful there as well. Don't expect an all-world performance from Debo Samuel. He's, he's on the injury list, uh, or he's on the, uh, uh, in, you know, as far as the list of injuries, uh, not the injured list. Uh, but uh, he, he's going to play, but just be careful with that. Uh, Saints in this one are the big dogs plus nine and a half at the Niners. Yeah, everything uh, the last few games uh, trending up here for the for the Niners. I mean, they, they've really asserted their dominance. I think they're going to assert their dominance on the division as we come down the stretch here. They, they have a few tough games left on the schedule. I don't think it's just going to be you know a cakewalk for them. Um, the Saints, boy, what Saints team are you going to get every week? You know, are you going to get Andy Dalton? A clean Andy Dalton? Are you going to get Andy Dalton throwing two pick sixes in a minute? I have no idea. I can't figure this team out. I'm actually taking the points here. Uh, this feels like New Orleans can kind of keep it close and kind of sneak under the number. Um, don't know why. I've got some weird don't know why picks this week. Don't know why, <laughs> but I'm going to take the Saints and uh, and those big points. I think it's possible for the Saints defense to confuse Jimmy G more so than what the Cardinals tried to do in Mexico. That was just nothing. That was <laughs> nothing. There, there was no try. effort to, to, to stop them there. So um, I, I don't know if New Orleans will have anything for Nick Bosa on the other side, but I, I think they can. Uh, I don't think the Niners will look quite as smooth as they did against the Cardinals. I will concur with you and take the points. Oh, There's a lot of right. points there as well. Uh, the Sunday nighter is the Packers and the Eagles. Green Bay at four and seven, Philly at nine and one. Of course, Green Bay won't have Romeo Dobbs with that ankle injury. They likely won't have their linebacker Devondre Campbell either with his knee injury. Uh, for the Eagles, uh, I think Seth Joyner and Clyde Simmons might be the next guys uh, to, to sign up and play for that defensive line. I guess they just need some time to get in shape there. Uh, Packers are the dogs plus six and a half at the Eagles. Call me crazy. I'm taking the Packers to win. It just feels like the kind of game they're really not playing for anything anymore. It's prime time. This feels like the kind of game where the Eagles could come out, look a little tight. Packers could spring an upset here at maybe, you know, last second field goal, but something crazy could happen. I'm taking the Packers and obviously taking the points. Yeah. Philly wasn't that good. They, they got that, uh, lost to the to the potato skins in the undefeated season. They had to scratch scratch and claw to get out of Indianapolis uh, last week. Uh, Packers can't go much lower. They they're kind of rock bottom and nowhere to go but up. I concur. I'm, I'm taking the Packers and the points as well. Not necessarily to win, but I'll, I'll take those six and a half with you. And on Monday night, the Steelers go into Indianapolis to take on the once undefeated. Jeff Saturday and the Colts. Pittsburgh at three and seven. Colts at four, six, and one. Jalen Warren is down with his hamstring injury. Akella Witherspoon, the cornerback, is out as well. Uh, and the Colts probably won't have uh, Yannick Ngakwe or Quiddy Pay. Um, and this one, the Steelers are the dogs plus two and a half at the Colts. If anything, at least the Jeff Saturday storyline makes this game watchable. 
but I'm still taking the Steelers. T.J. Watt is going to wreck Matt Ryan. I'll take the Steelers. And their offense has been looking better. I think that Pittsburgh offense is trending up. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win. I don't blame you. It is kind of scary to think about T.J. Watt on the turf. Matty Ice, duck and cover. That's all I can tell you. Um, but I, I'm going to go with uh, Indy, uh, you know, slight favorite. They don't have to do much to cover the spread. Um, and I can see Kenny small hands finding a way on the, on the big screen on the big spotlight to, <laughs> to throw the last minute INT and, and lose that game. Uh, so we got them in more on our after show. When we come back. to our VIP after show program. Yep, that was uh, the, the quick, fast, and the hurry version uh, of our show that yeah. we used to do when it was just picks. Uh, so that was that was fun. That was, that was like a, a, a little jolt of caffeine. It was like drinking some, some jolt cola. Right. Just kind of, nah, run right through everything. It wasn't the football party. It was the meet and greet. That's right. It was speed dating. <laughs> You know, run through that. Um, No, I don't want the Colts to win because if the Colts win on Monday night football, that will be the Jeff Saturday kind of get over game. Hmm. Right? Because then he'll be two and one and he'll have a big primetime win. And yeah, that's all you're going to hear about is is all Jeff Saturday. No, you're right, and it's on ESPN, and and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will get to fillet him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it either, but. You know, Steelers it's, can't can't trust them either right now. Uh, yeah, no, so. there's a lot of can't trust in these picks this week, but we disagreed on a fair amount. Yeah, I, I really liked that uh, that show because we had a lot of picks that we disagreed on, and we both went for it on on some real crazy upsets, and then some we we didn't go you know right down Main Street and just take all the favorites. We we both had some some sort of out there picks. Uh, and, and, and we differed on them. We definitely had some different opinions there. Uh, I'm counting them up now. Seven? Uh, looks like six, almost. Six. Okay, so six again. It was mm-hmm. six last week, too. Yep. Not this counting time, the two uh, from, uh, from Thanksgiving. Right, but we split, we split those. Um, yep. Right, so we would have had eight. This week, and we're already one and one against each other, so we got six more to, to disagree on here. And oh man, we're, we're getting to the stretch. Yeah, definitely uh, deep into that third quarter of the season, uh, getting ready for December, December right around the corner, boy. This, yeah, our next, coming up. Our next show will be uh, yeah next next Saturday night. That'll be uh, that'll be our next show, and then the next show after that will be a Friday. So that that will be a November uh, December ninth. Well, will be our show. Okay. Because I we we were gonna just take a, a three day uh, little trip there, and we decided uh, I still had some vacation time to burn, so we extended it an extra night. So now we're leaving on Saturday instead of Sunday. Okay, sounds good. So that'll be uh, that'll be a Friday football party. The seventeenth will be a Saturday football party, and then we start getting into Christmas. Um, so I'm thinking that'll be a, a Friday again on the twenty third. Yeah, because all those games are on Christmas yeah. Eve. And a Friday on the 30th, because I'm not doing a show on uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve. And we start getting into Saturday football 
around then anyways, I'm pretty sure. I think we might even have some Christmas Eve football this year. That's the only Saturday it looks like that they uh, got scheduled is, is the Christmas Eve because usually oh. they have a couple of uh, Saturdays, but I'm looking at the schedule if I'm unless I'm looking at it wrong. Um, it looks like uh, the yeah the Christmas Eve is the only uh, okay. Saturday, and, that, and that's chock full of games on Saturday. Uh, yeah, week 16. We have sa- yep. uh, Christmas Eve. We've got Bears, Bills, uh, yeah, Saints, Browns, and Titans, Texans. I might not have to watch football on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a lot of games. On that set, okay, that is not just yeah, a chock full of Saturdays. That's odd to me. Chock full of Saturday games that week. So the the sun the Christmas Day games, there's only three. Right. Okay, so they're basically playing the full slate on Saturday, and then yep. treating Sunday like Thanksgiving. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm guessing that's just the schedule that they're trotting out because we have a Saturday and Sunday holiday this year. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They usually don't do the games on Christmas. I think this, usually they only do like one, like a night game. This time they're they're doing three. Uh, And then the week before it is a little confusing. They, they got Saturday. There's going to be Saturday games in week 15. So we're going to have to do a Friday show uh, then as well. Uh, the reason they don't show up right now is because oh, they're, see that. they're they're playing everything out and, and waiting to see uh, what they want to flex into the Saturday games. So they're trying yeah, to I, I be see, strategic I'm there. I'm seeing uh, one, two, three, four, five games on the slate that are TBD. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're I'm all. Miami, I'm guessing Miami Buffalo is going to get flexed into that Saturday position because that's the best game of the five that they have listed without a start time. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. And maybe giants and, and, uh, Washington, Washington's if they're doing more than one game. Yeah. And, uh, it depends on, depends on how they feel about, uh, Deshaun Watson. Do they want to give him yeah. the spotlight? Cause they're, they're hosting the Ravens. Right. And, and Falcons they want to, eh. Do they want to subject Kirk Cousins to more primetime uh, football? He, he got it done. Yeah. He won this one. Yeah. Who knows? By week 15, the Falcons and the Saints could be playing for first place. Oh, God. Ooh. Kill me. Um, <laughs> well, so that would actually mean that we are staring at a lot of Friday shows then after right. next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got next week and be- then Friday, a Friday, and then Friday's pretty much – all the way up until uh, championship week. Yeah, I think you're right. Because then we'll have Saturday uh, playoff football. So yeah, uh, so week 18 will be we can settle in on Saturday night for that one. Right, because uh, that's actually January 7th, I think. Right, that's when they make yeah, all that, the that Sunday one, games. Uh, right, all the all the games on Sunday for that week. Yeah. So we get that. That's when we get to bust out the coin, and then we probably get to go yep. back the next couple weeks after that to uh, to the Friday. Fridays again, and then a Saturday. Yeah, then we're done. Then we're into championship round and Super Bowl. So fun. Well, if you uh, we'll, we'll have the option. We you brought up the possibility of some uh, playoff 
shows uh, the day of because of those games yeah. that started that would, a little later in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I think that might be fun to do for uh, championship week, and, and even for the Super Bowl might be fun to do. Okay. You know, we could always do a Super Bowl show um, in the hours leading up to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I'm not doing anything usually in the hours leading up. I don't watch the pregame yeah. anymore. I don't. Care. I'm actually going to be home this year for those okay. games. You know, I'm actually not going to be catching the first quarter of the Super Bowl on my radio in my car driving home. I'll actually be I'll be home for the Super Bowl and home for Championship Sunday. So I'm I'm, I, I'm just yeah I am really enjoying. Other than this Sunday tomorrow where I work, uh, it's the last this is the last Sunday I work. Well, I work New Year's Day because that's a Sunday. But, you know, I'm only going to miss two more days of football uh, and maybe some Saturday uh, playoff action the whole rest of the season. You might be missing some crazy ones tomorrow. We we both got some out there uh, predictions for tomorrow's action. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got some, I've got some upsets, uh, for sure. You know, I took the, I got the Cardinals to win. I got the Steelers to win. I mean, you've got the Rams. You said the Rams could win. I, I could see it. Because you I mean, know I'm how the Chiefs kind of let people hang it. around. I just don't see it. <laughs> I, just don't see, I don't see it being likely. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. They like the Bills. Yeah, they like to let people hang around that aren't supposed to hang around. The, the Chiefs are that way. I will give you that 100%. I'm, I'm going for I just It kind of jumped out at me. But first of all, it's a huge line. And this year, huge lines, as we've discussed, you don't really want any part of anyway. No, and I'm on and then, both of them. And then it's the Chiefs with such a huge line, and they don't usually perform up to that. We know how great they can be. Again, just like the Bills, we know what they can do. It's just a matter of will they be motivated to. Right. I'm just looking at the Rams. The Rams are just, oh, my God. They're on their third quarterback. On their third quarterback, their best receiver is down. Their running game is a dumpster fire. That's a lot of faith in that defense. But, uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. I I played taps for that team last week and I just locked them up. That's <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's ballsy or just stupid. I well, haven't figured it out. I guess somebody we'll find out up, tomorrow afternoon. That's somebody who's up by a ton of locks, and that's somebody that's not going to put money on it. So I can I'm free to do what I want there. I want you to put money on it. I know you do. I'm not going to put it. your money where your mouth is, sir. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> it hurt. I can't do it again. It, it hurts too much. Oh. I'm such a bad gambler. I'm terrible. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the the FFs uh, wise, I you know I I'll, I'll be getting into some of those uh, free DraftKings ones with you. I, I tried to get in on Thanksgiving and and I got yep. uh You know I had a lineup that didn't do anything, of course. Um, I for, I completely forgot all this time I had a DraftKings account, and the only reason oh. I knew and remember is because they started emailing me about my password being compromised or whatever. So, uh, and then then on top of that, I go in and finally change it and look at my account, and I've got money in there. It's thirty seven cents, but I had money oh, in my okay. account. <laughs> hey, they'll have you could put that on a quarter game. They have dime contests and quarter contests, so yeah, they I sure can do. absolutely use that. Sure. I mean, there's 50-cent contests I enter that have, like, a $10,000 top prize. Somebody's going to win it, right? Everybody. There's always a guaranteed winner, right? Somebody's going to get that money. Uh, the, the lotto commercials, they used to say, somebody's going to lotto. Might as well be you. Can't win if you don't play. Yep, yeah, exactly. Same concept. 
So I don't know. Uh, you work today, right? You you've been working. I work today. Yes. Uh, Black Friday uh, weekend and all that. So did, uh, you guys yeah. been doing good? Uh, no. No. That's too bad. No, it, there's been a noticeable downward shift in things. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know, it's and a lot of that is tied to home construction and the, you know, and people doing those. So there's not a lot of that. You know, that's all starting to slow down. So in, in my industry, you know, there's there's always a floor uh, for the amount of business that we're going to do just for people who need to, you know, need something new or need to replace something or something died on them. But the 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 fresh, the really good, like the juicy stuff, like hey, I'm building the house. We haven't been seeing those. Right. So I was going to say, because yeah. in, in DraftKings, you can, uh, we should do this next year, because you can challenge people, you know, do like a head-to-head. Oh, okay. So next year, well, we should do that. Me and you, 1v1, every week. Uh, uh, can, we can start doing it this week. I don't have any issues with oh. that. I'm, you're you're going to beat me. Cause you're... <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I'm giving you a chance to, you know, get your feedback wet. Yeah, we can put uh, a buck on it or fifty cents on it, or you know, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Then we both have money on it. See how see how we do. Uh, no, so this week I've I've only got three lineups uh, so far this week. I might build two more, but I've got a Dolphins lineup. Uh, <laughs> of course. That that that's loaded with Dolphins, um, and then I've got a uh, a, a Seahawks lineup. Uh, that's hmm. the theme. And then, uh, you know, I had that one lineup a few weeks ago where I played, like, the really cheap quarterback, right? Because then it allowed me to put all the really good players in the rest of the way. I made a uh, a Jets lineup. Oh, wow. So I've actually got Mike White and Michael Carter. <laughs> you know, so, so we'll see how that goes. And Tyler Conklin, or, or, or what is it? Yeah, is it Tyler? What's it? Conklin. That sounds right. Tight end. Uh, Because Mike White, in his uh, track record, he's kind of a check down Charlie type. Uh So I'm doing that and, you know, getting some deal. But then that allowed, that saved me so much money that I was able to just load up the rest of my lineup with, you know, like Hill and Waddle and Burks, you know, Kenneth Walker. So I'm trying that strategy again to see it. Because if you could get a low-cost stack to, to, to just go go splash for you, think really good things could happen. Oh, definitely. Um, you you saying that makes me think that I should uh, put my money where my mouth is for my free uh, team tomorrow and, and have a, a Bryce Perkins uh, team. He's going to uh, cost nothing. Because you know he's going to cost nothing. And right. I just I really don't know think who who do you stack him up with? Well, on the Rams, probably nobody. Um, That's although you're, you're going to run him naked, you're going to run him out there by himself. Who who would I trust? I mean, yeah, he's probably got all of the run. If, if if there's touchdowns in that game, it could be him rushing them in. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Or he's a... in the first quarter, and <laughs> got, I don't even know who the backup to him is. is, it, I, I is it, it's not Wolford, right? Is he hurt? He's hurt. They they would oh much rather God. start him, but but he's hurt. So they they might be pulling some complete nobody off their practice squad and, and elevating him. Yeah, but yeah, wow. I might I might use him as a as a mini Justin Fields. He might just okay. you know just give him the ball and let him run. It could happen. <laughs> 
some whoever wins that free contest and wins the the big thing is going to have some stupid lineup that nobody would have ever seen coming, and, and that's how you do it. You got to have the balls to, to stick somebody in there that nobody else is going to use. So, no, no, I, I might just do that. I exactly <laughs> like, like you know <laughs> like when I was when I was on uh, when I had that Fields lineup that I told you when I ran yeah. that Fields lineup against the Dolphins because he was cheap. And it allowed me to put Hill and Waddle on the other side, and it was kind of a crazy lineup construction. And it's the best lineup I've had in the last, you know, five weeks. Yeah, and you were a couple of plays away from some from hitting some money in that one. Some yeah, real money. I, I had a couple of weeks so far this season where I had like all the pieces but one. Mm-hmm. And the first time it was Amari Cooper. That's all I, I Amari Cooper cost me a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. <laughs> because if I would have just had any Joe Schmo at his salary in the lineup, I'm talking a few zeros after what I ended up winning. I still ended up winning 20 Man. bucks on that. But yeah, if I would, because I only finished 12 points off the million. Wow. Or the 100,000 or whatever contest I was win, I was in and Amari Cooper got me like two. That that's just that makes you want to just pull your hair out. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. I, I just started doing it because that was only like week three or week four. So I was just like, I was just pumped to win twenty bucks, not looking at it going, and. Yep. Uh, that's why I think you have these players who, when they find that one build that they love, will just kept just keep playing versions of it. You know. Yeah, I'm looking and at the. And they'll uh... throw ten lineups out there that are yep. all the variation of the same lineup, but just with some of those bottom pieces or a different defense, because that, sometimes that makes a difference. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the lineup tomorrow the, with the free contest that there's five different contests on DraftKings where you, you can win money and, and they're free. So, yeah. so, and whoever wins those contests is going to be the same lineup that wins all five of those contests. I promise you. <laughs> well, the funny part of that, with those free ones is the threshold for payout is so high for the free contests. You've got to be top one, two percent. And I've had a couple, uh, I've had a couple of free lineups that have won money. They haven't won much, but I paid nothing to get in. Yeah, exactly. So if it pays two bucks, Hey, all right. Yay me. So uh, you go down to 1890th place uh, before, and, and you can still win a dollar, but there's going to be, you know, half a million, million people yeah. enter by the time the games kick off tomorrow. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, the, but whoever, again, that my, my point is whoever wins is going to be the guy that plays the same lineup, but it's going to be the most insane off his rocker lineup you could imagine. Yeah. And They'll he's going to leave, leave $20 in well. salary cap room and two. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep. Um and and, and the scoreback's gonna be either Mike White or, or Kyle Allen or Well this <laughs> or, season, or Perkins. Um God. I know that the most have been Fields has been twice now, the the yep. million dollar quarterback. And I wanna say it's been Burrow three times. And and it was like Tua once. Tua was the week against Baltimore, where it was that second half for the ages, uh, where he went insane in the second half. I know that was Tua's week. But the ones that really scream, 
the last few weeks have been the most notable. Within the last month, six weeks have been Fields and Burrow have just dominated stacks every week. They're like the million-dollar quarterback almost between the two of them almost every week. All right, and then for my uh, fantasy team, um, I guess I can get you out of here. I have another uh, uh, toss-up for you, another three or four guys uh, for for flex that I'm considering. Um, so just a bunch of guys in a in a blender. They're, they're all guys, but I got this one uh, wide receiver spot uh, that I don't know who to stick in here now that Jerry Judy's not going to play and Mike Williams is not going to play. Um, so how many guys am I considering here? One, two, three. So this is four. Four random uh, do-nothing wide receivers that I can stick into this one spot, and I'm trying to decide which one I want to use. So here are my options. Joshua Palmer, Allen Robinson, Paris Campbell, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Wow. <laughs> I told you, random guys. That is just dudes. Now, Josh Palmer yep. just had the big game, so I don't know if you're expecting a double up there. Allen Robinson I wouldn't touch in a million years. He could score nothing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think of all the of all those four guys, he's probably the only one who's the most legitimately could just go up with up a zero. Because we have no clue a, what the Rams' offense is going to look like. Who's the third guy? But he's also the one that's going to be losing, so they're more likely to be right. throwing. Um, Joshua Palmer, Allen Robinson, Paris Campbell uh, in the dome in the dome for yeah, the Colts. in the Colts. And Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns. Oh, man, DPJ. Um, Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I I don't really like any of those guys. Palmer's probably in the best situation. I just worry that he just had that huge game. Yeah, he's unlikely to double up with a with another two touchdown game. Right? Is he going to do that again? Although I don't know if you even get eight, you know, seven catches for eighty yards out of him, that might be the best out of those four guys. Um, yeah, I don't it, think he gets that. I don't think he gets seven uh, seven catches. But you know, with, with Allen out there and um, Everett's back and healthy, and, right. and it seems like him and DeAndre Carter kind of like take turns. You know who's going to have the good game each week? DeAndre Carter available. (laughs) I'm just about to say, you almost sound like I should be looking to pick up DeAndre Carter. Um, He probably is available. I mean, Um, but I wouldn't trust him over anything. Yeah, or just figure out a way. Just figure out a way to attach yourself to any random uh, Dolphins player, Trent Sherfield, (laughs) or oh god, some you know, he finds his way into the end zone every once in a while. Yeah, he's he's got at least one. I don't know how many more he's got. But yeah, you you sound like what I've been sounding like all week, uh, trying to figure out which one of these guys I'm going to use. It's like, uh, I didn't have, I didn't have anything to yeah. worry about on thanks on Thanksgiving. I had you know one uh, of the projects and the Buffalo defense. Right. That was all. That was it. I didn't have any other uh, considerations. Or one of these Jets options that aren't Garrett Wilson. You know, maybe like Corey <laughs> Davis or or something or. Yeah, you're, just, you're bringing up a lot of random guys that are about on the same level as all these guys. Yeah, so. they're just guys. 
you know, I'm just trying to think of, of guys that might be in good spots. Um, that Watson kid from the Chiefs, he's, you know. I, I bet someone has him. Oh, okay. He's, yeah, he's shown some, some flashes. Okay. Now the guy that no one that isn't known is Sky Moore that I was also considering another sort of random. Um, you keep kind of losing weapons, and it's like eventually uh, they're gonna run. They're gonna come down to like we have to use Sky Moore. Justin Watson is available, by the way. Uh, he, wow, he's really available. He's five percent owned. But nobody believes in him. Um, but yeah, uh, he's, he's as much of a guy as anybody else. And then. Uh, Yahoo has ad drop suggestions when you click on players. So uh, there's another random guy out there. Oh, he's I can't use him. That was uh, he's a cowboy. He's already played Michael Gallup. Oh, oops. Uh, so never, yeah, never mind that. But yeah, so that's so that's my that's my. About, uh, what about like your what about any of your boys in Tennessee like yeah you know, like Westbrook Akine or uh, with uh, with, with Tanny? Yeah. Eh, I don't know if I trust them any more than those guys that I have. <laughs> I, I, honestly, of the four you gave me, Palmer has the most chance of of, of doing something. After him, I'd say DPJ would be next. Just because, you know, Jack Briskets, he throws them the ball. Tampa's defense is not that great. Uh, like it was, it's not. It's not what it was. And then the other two guys, I, I'm not. I, I wouldn't consider the other two guys. I'd say Palmer, mm-hmm. Jones, Peoples Jones, and then the other two guys are just. I don't know. You consider Paris Campbell. Yeah. Uh, well, he was supposed to be hot shit coming into the season, and he's hardly shown up at all. Yeah, yeah. Touchdown Alaska to... against the Eagles, didn't he? Uh, no, but against the Raiders before that. Okay. Um, and he, was, he was trying to come on lately. I was just about to bring up the Raiders game where he had a touchdown at 76. He did have 67 yards last week against the, against the Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not an easy choice with these random guys. And then I'm playing the, the best team in the league, so I'm really like – I hope I can find somebody that – completely surprises and pops off for me because I'm going to need it because that team is he, – he's earned uh, – he's 10-1 and one and he's yeah. earned it. He's got, he's, he's well, got Burroughs' mean, quarterback. And oh, man. Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins as his receivers. And uh, Saquon is his running back along with uh, Montgomery. Um, and, and, so he and, already oh, – he's already got some good points up on the board. Oh fuck yeah! He's he got twenty four point eight out of Jefferson and thirteen point two out of Saquon, and his flex is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm up against it already. I would say Palmer, probably just because he's like the number two guy now. Now with with Williams being out. Yeah, I I, I think that's a good call. I think that's probably what I'm going to wind up doing. But I have yeah, no, this is a bunch of guys. <laughs> I have no pieces of of that lineup uh, yet either. And, and I mean, even though I picked the Cardinals, the Cardinals defense is kind of trash. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he could, I can see him having another big day. Two touchdowns. I don't know, but I could. I can see him having a pretty good day. So we'll, we'll see how it all works out. 
All right. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good, good, good time. To call it. Yeah. So we're looking at Saturday next week, and then uh, yeah, Saturday, and then a whole bunch of Fridays. Fridays, the rest of December, uh, all the way down the line. Yeah, I was originally, <laughs> like I said, I was originally going to be good for that Saturday on the tenth, but now that we're taking off on that Saturday morning, uh, heading to Minnesota for three nights, uh, taking the kids out of school too, uh, just for uh-huh. a little, little pre-Christmas vacation. Um, yeah, that Friday will be, that Friday will be good for me. Okay. All right. So we'll, uh, do it next Saturday and then get ready for a, a bunch of Friday night, uh, editions of the football party. Uh, so we'll be back, uh, for the big show, the, the two hour version next Saturday night, where we recap week 12, uh, the non Thanksgiving portion of it. Uh, and then get ready to make the picks for week 13 as the uh, the big season rolls along. Um, so unless you have anything else, uh, I guess that we're we're done here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm just all looking right. at all. The, I'm on my DraftKings site now, looking at all the free free uh, tournaments and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never heard. Get into that tomorrow morning. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Thank you all for listening to our craziness and our, our sort of crazy out there picks for week 12, which is, is going to be fun. We'll see how some of these predictions turn out. Uh, and again, we'll be back next Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central for the big show, the recap and the picks for week 13. And we'll talk to you then. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.